Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Sports Talk from the Crib. I'm your host, Tanner Christian. And coming up on today's episode, Trey Lance has been Trey Lance has been traded to the Dallas Cowboys for a fourth round pick. What happened in San Fran? Did he really get beat out by Sam Darnold? We'll get into what happened there. And it possible what is going to happen in Dallas. Dak Prescott, are you scared? Trey Lance, can you resurrect your career there? So we have some little uh, bit of a competition? Maybe. We'll get into different debates about it. And also the latest on Jonathan Taylor. Will he be traded? What team has the highest offer? Are the Colts budging on that first round pick request or what? All that coming up. But first, remember if you're new here, New episodes do air every Tuesday and Friday. It's available on all streaming platforms as well on the website at sportstalkfromthecrib.com where the episodes will air actually earlier. So you get to uh, listen to the episode earlier if you stream it from the website. Other than that, you know, go Spotify, Apple Podcasts, you know, wherever you prefer. And be sure to check out our social media. Feel the Heat ENT. It's Feel the Heat Entertainment. So F-T-H-E. It's on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, X. I still almost said Twitter. But on X, <laughs> so be sure to give us a follow on there and stay up to date. All right, let's get into this first topic. Trey Lance to the Dallas Cowboys for a fourth round pick. That was, came as a total shocker to me. I know he was in camp, out for a job. Brock Purdy got in some action. He's like, it looks good. I guess they're going to roll with him as a starter. And Sam Darnold beat him out as the number two QB. That just goes to show you. Is there really something wrong with Trey Lance? Is he not understanding the offense there with Kyle Shanahan or what is happening? I feel like he's getting a little bit of a bad rap because he was the third overall pick. They cut him loose already. They must know something that we all don't know. But um, he's been hurt. He got hurt that second game last year. He was playing that monsoon in Chicago. I feel like we haven't been able to see too much of Trey Lance. We saw more in his rookie year when he was with Jimmy, uh, Jimmy G., he had a lot of design runs for him and whatnot in the offense. So that was like to get him acclimated. But I guess he's just not picking it up like Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch, the GM, would like. So off he goes to Dallas for only a fourth-round pick. I guess somebody else was in the running for him. But Dallas offered a fourth. And there was time there was talk that he couldn't, wasn't even worth that. Like, wow. So... Loses out in San Francisco. Wants an opportunity to have a shot number two. Dallas, of course, has Dak Prescott and Cooper Rush as their backup. But I'll enter Trey Lance. Oh, Jerry Jones, you got something up your sleeve or what? Dallas Cowboys, 49ers, Mario. They used to be a pretty big rival, especially in the 90s. And now we have this, a little trade happening. So, is this good for Trey Lance? I think it is. Give him a fresh start. Get out of San Francisco. Go to new scenery. You're going to be a lot more... Uh, I think Kyle Shanahan's office, I guess you could say, was more complicated. Mike McCarthy, you're going to know what the heck you're doing. It seems pretty basic when it comes to Mike McCarthy. So that could be a difference. It could be a little helpful tool for him. And also the wrinkle in this is this. Dak Prescott is due over $60 million dollars on the calf next year like could dallas possibly looking at elsewhere 
Dak Prescott did lead the league in interceptions with 17. He has been hurt quite a lot. He's been injured in over what? It's been like over 30 games the last few years he's missed. Hmm. Jerry Jones may be like, hey, for a fourth round pick, I get this guy with so much potential. Former third overall pick. Haven't really seen him blossom in the NFL. Maybe he gets it. Maybe this change of scenery, all of a sudden something clicks and Trey Lance gets it. And you see the athleticism he has. You saw the, obviously, the arm and everything. The accuracy has been a little bit of a question mark. But overall, you can definitely see the potential. He just needs some playing time. The guy can't even get in the preseason games. And he's not going to get in soon because the season's about to start. So, Trey Lance, I wouldn't be shocked if he gets some in-game time in certain situations, draw him up certain plays like San Francisco did in his rookie year and just get him on the field. He's definitely an athlete. I'll tell you that. Possibly take over Cooper Rush. Cooper Rush filled in nicely, but the game was so run-based. Grinding the clock out. He just really couldn't take him over that next step when Dak was out last year. Now you bring in Trey Lance, and if he learns the offense, you possibly have somebody that can kind of take that next step. Because when that Dallas team went back to Dak Prescott, it seemed like we got to pass the ball every every other time. We got we have Pollard and Zeke, but, hey, they're running the ball good. Oh, well. Let's try and keep passing the ball and passing the ball. And I think Dak gets too, got too pass happy. Well, Kellen Moore is not there anymore. Mike Carley said he's going to call plays and he wants to do the offense. Okay. But I think this could be a, a good fit for Trey Lance. Because if Dak gets hurt, let's do this scenario as well. If Dak gets hurt again, Trey Lance may get an opportunity. What if he lights it up? What if it all of a sudden clicks? And you're like, oh. There's his potential. You're going to have a QB controversy happening. And like I said, Dak has two years left on his contract. He's going to take another cap of $60 billion. He's going to be getting paid. I think it's 36 dead money in that last year of the contract. So they will have to eat that. And they decide to move on. So could that be a possibility? I think so. I don't think Trey Lance is a bust because we just don't know. He needs to get on the field, get in some games so can really can see what the kid can do. And that's just it. We just haven't been able to see him on the field. So let's say Dak gets hurt. Trey Lance comes in, this rocks out. Kind of like how Dak, when you remember when Tony Romo got hurt, Dak came in and was like, whoa. That's our guy. Now it looks like Jerry Jones is saying, listen, we're just doing it for insurance. Fourth round pick. Why not? What do you got to lose? Get a quality backup guy. Learn the offense and then back up your guy, Dak. And if Dak struggles this year, hey, you may have an option waiting. Dak struggles next year or something happens, you know, you have an option waiting. So I understand this. Now let's get into how Jerry Jones didn't inform Mike McCarthy, didn't inform Dak Prescott, didn't inform anybody. He just went ahead and made this move.
because he'd believe he'd better the team. So he didn't even, like, ask them, because obviously you're in Jerry's world. He's the boss. He can make any move he wants without your say. To kind of not telling anybody that he was making that move for Trey Lance out of nowhere, I was, well, I guess I could say it's not really shocking. It's Jerry Jones. What you should do is, like, uh, call up the Jim Mercer in Indy and say, hey, can I get Jonathan Taylor over here? Jonathan Taylor behind that offensive line with him. You possibly have Trey Lance back there? Uh, Earning some RPOs with him? Oh my gosh. Call me crazy. I kind of like it. I kind of like that idea. That's what Jerry Jones should be doing right now. Let's get Jonathan Taylor. I know you like the young rookie. I know you got Tony Pollard coming back. He's on the franchise tag, but he's coming back from that big leg injury. One, I think people are forgetting about that. It may take a little bit while to get him going during the season, but let's face it, it's the Dallas Cowboys, they're going to be entertaining. And guess what? Jerry Jones wanted another conversation to for all of us to be like, Hey, Jerry, what's going on? We're going to get you talking. He wanted to get all of us talking about his team, America's team. The Dallas Cowboys. And look, he did it. He did it again. And maybe this time at the end of the year, we won't be talking about how you're exiting the playoffs there, Jerry. But right now, we're talking about you going into week one where we may have some QB drama. (laughs) All right, let's just go into it since we've mentioned his name here. Jonathan Taylor. Supposedly, the Miami Dolphins have the offer on the table, but they're not willing to give up a first-round pick for him. They're said to be an NFC team in the mix. Is it Dallas? Some rumors are even saying Philly. They got DeAndre Swift. They got Rashad Penny. They still got Gainwell, so I don't really know if you're going to sign Penny and Swift in the offseason. I wouldn't expect them to make another move here. But you never know. That NFC team... Is it Jerry? It should be Jerry. Could it be someone like Seattle? Why not? You got Kenneth Walker there. He played really well as a rookie last year. You got Jonathan Taylor in that mix with him. Oh, my gosh. There's just so many opportunities. There's so many teams here. Like I really keep, as I keep thinking about, how they're just a player away. And I don't understand. I know Jonathan Taylor is going into his contract here. I know you don't want to give up like high compensation for this guy and then give him a contract. I get that. But to me, Jonathan Taylor is a one-of-a-kind player. Yes, last year his numbers didn't look great. Indianapolis as a whole didn't look great. They were embarrassing last year. The year before, he was in the MVP running. He was averaging over five yards a carry. He almost had, he could have had 2,000 rushing yards. It wasn't for Carson Wentz being his damn quarterback and audibling out the run plays. Jonathan Taylor is a beast. And I don't get the narrative, oh, I want to pay that much for him. Oh, I want to do that much compensation for him. Oh, you know what? I'm not giving a first-round pick for him. I know he's not like... Adrian Peterson or like somebody like that. 
we were once upon a time talking about Derrick Henry getting the first round. And then they were like, no, probably only a second and third. And now he's kind of gotten two years later from that point. And it's like rumors started again in that draft. And they're like, eh, maybe not trade him. But this is a, some news about Jonathan Taylor that is coming out. It's leaking out. Tomorrow is the deadline they have. They want Tuesday by 4 p.m. This trade has to get done. Will it get done? I don't know. I just, who knows? But here is something that Miami has put on the table. They inquired about Josh Jacobs. That didn't work. Raiders upped his money a little bit in incentives. He could possibly make up to $12 million. They tried to go over Dalvin Cook. Didn't match the offer. Didn't want to go more. He can earn up to $8 million this year with the Jets. So you lost him to a division rival. You lost out on two backs that you inquired about. And actually had discussions. Now we're on Jonathan Taylor. Word is that they are willing to offer him a multi-year deal. To make him the highest paid running back. Now that might be much. But you can make him over over $13 a year. They just signed Zach Zeeler to a contract extension. There's, they're trying to sign Kristen Wilkins to an extension. Miami's trying to work this out. You can say you like the room. You like Raheem Mostard. You like Jeff Wilson. You like Salvin Ahmed. You like the rookie. You like, okay, I get it. That we drafted in the third round out of Texas a and I get it. You like him. But they're all small f- Guys, they're all like kind of more like finesse. They get hurt a lot. Mostar gets hurt. Mostar gets hurt. Jeff Wilson gets hurt every year. You saw him in San Francisco. How he played like great two games and he got hurt. So the same thing in Miami when they brought him over when they traded a fifth round pick for him. Problem is Miami really doesn't have that middle round picks because they've been gone. They're included in that trade. They're included in that Bradley Chubb trade. Like Miami, that's why they really don't want to part. Because their draft conversations isn't the greatest going into next year. But have you ever drafted right, Chris Greer? No. Barely. He's got a couple of this. Jevin Holland's been a good, good piece and, you know, some other ones. It's been, it's been okay. Same with Howard. You're okay. But they're willing to make him the highest paid running back, Jonathan Taylor. Multi-year deal. And that's what keeps them in the front runners because they're willing to do that. I don't know if this NFC East team, like Eagles or the Cowboys or whoever's in the mix, Seahawks, whoever is in the mix on that NFC side should just do it. If you're on the verge of a Super Bowl and you add this guy, I don't understand what the hesitation is. He's got a back problem right now going into camp, whatever, ankle Surgery last year, okay. But this guy's still young. He's st- like, what is he, 24 years old? Like, come on. This guy can run all over you. Give him the ball, and he's going to do it. And these teams like Miami, Dallas, Seattle, Philly, even Bol- throw the Baltimore Ravens in it. If I'm them, I'm like, I'm trying to get this dude. Can you imagine him with Lamar Jackson? That's another one. Like, it's wistful thinking. It's almost like Madden thinking, right? You try to put these trade proposals together and make it work, and, and you know, you just have at it. But I just don't understand sometimes when these teams are so close, but they're all like, oh, I don't really want to spend the money. Oh, if I 
trade away these picks and it doesn't work out. My job, I'm fired. Listen, you're probably going to be fired in a year or two anyway. Might as well go out swinging. That's the way I look at it. The way they move around head coaches and GMs nowadays is like, screw it. Make the move. Who cares? You're going to be fired in two years anyway. Whether you make this move or not, if it's good or bad. But if you get a Super Bowl out of this, if you can get to the AFC Championship out of this, Miami, pull the trigger. Get Jonathan Taylor in your backfield to go with Tyreek Hill and Jalen Wall on the outside. This will help Tua Tagovailoa even more as a quarterback. Maybe he's not getting knocked on the ground all the time. You just hand the ball off to Jonathan Taylor, let him go. Knock some people around, Mike. This is a no-brainer to me. I don't understand what the holdup is. I don't care about conversation. I don't care about any of this. If, like, if they want a first-round pick for him, I'm like, here you go. Here's your first-round pick. And send him back with us with the fourth or fifth mid-round, fourth or fifth-round pick. Like, what's the big deal? I wouldn't even care. That's why I'm not a GM, because I'll probably be fired in a couple of years when I was a GM. So, But that's the way I feel about it. And I think they have to. This has to get done. Get him out of Indy, man. It's really going to hurt Richardson, the rookie they drafted. It's going to help. It's not going to help his development, but get a first round pick. Just come on. It's a no brainer. I'm tired. Like, it's a no brainer. I want to wake up the next day. Like, I want to know where he is. Like, get him in a Miami Dolphin uniform. I'm ready to purchase the jersey right now if he's in a Miami Dolphin uniform come 4 p.m. Tuesday. Or earlier. I'm with it. Okay, that's going to do it for today's episode. One thing y'all for joining me here on Sports Talk from the Creative with your favorite sports host, Tanner Christian. Remember, new episodes air every Tuesday and Friday, and it's available on all streaming platforms. So go ahead and check out the website too at sportstalkfromthecrib.com. We stream the podcast on there as well. It actually airs earlier, so go ahead and check out the website. And be sure to follow us on social media too at Feel the Heat ENT. Feel the team on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, and X. Hopefully we survive this damn hurricane that's heading for us. If you don't hear from me on Friday, you know I won't have power. So go <laughs> The show will go on. It will go on, though. Catch y'all when I see you.